caregiver sathi brings to you conversations with gentle warriors a series of our live facebook sessions where caregivers share their caregiving journeys now in a podcast format to catch them live follow our youtube and facebook pages Good evening everyone. I am delighted to host today's session in conversation with Smriti Khanna. Hi Smriti. Hi. Such uh, such a privilege to be uh, to be here and to speak with you Bhavna. I um you know I've been having all kinds of feelings about this conversation and uh I have to say that I have been looking forward to it at the same time uh I have been uh, you know a little in anticipation a mix of feelings I'm glad that we connected uh, and you reached out to me on LinkedIn uh I want you to start by introducing yourself and telling us how you landed up with caregiver sathi Sure. Um, so, just a brief background about me, Bhavna. Um, first of all, we share our alma mater, uh, XLRI Jamshedpur. Um, it is through the alumni group that I got to know about caregivers, Sathi. Uh, but honestly speaking, I wasn't an active uh, consumer or listener of uh, the content that was out there uh, through your platform. till last one and a half year back so one and a half year back um, my mother um, got diagnosed with uh, stage 4 breast cancer which had spread across uh, her bones and uh, from then started my journey of being a caregiver and uh, at it, it is during this uh, time period that i really found a lot of strength a lot of courage while going through some of the stories and uh, you know content that was shared with through caregiver sathi and i found a lot of courage in that um and that's how i started and i wanted to really thank you when i reached out to you on linkedin like thank you for doing what you are doing because directly indirectly without even knowing you are reaching out to people um who really need to hear some of those things yeah uh... you know i get goose flesh when in moments like this so um <clears throat> i'm glad that it was helpful and uh, it meant something to you and uh, i can imagine that you know it can be a little bit of an effort to rewind and go back to your caregiving journey but the point of this conversation is to be able to share our caregiving journeys and to normalize what is often invisible or perhaps kept under wraps that is that is so true and and when you say kept under wraps i i really feel it um, because even in my network i'm i'm pretty sure that you know um once my mom passed away i was not comfortable sharing with a lot of my um, friends and colleagues of what has happened uh because i felt a little uncomfortable and i think that's how 
somehow our construct is like that you know uh, being in the society being in the stage and age where we are um so so i i totally feel that we should come out we should share this and normalize uh, these kind of conversations the support that is needed by the people so please take us through your journey um okay so uh, so as i shared uh, around one and a half year ago uh, my mom used to had uh, used to used to have some of the health concerns which we initially thought you know uh, were uh, were just part of aging um she was already a hypertensive patient with diabetes and obesity um so so a lot of symptoms that were coming up were considered to be pretty usual with the age for such patients uh but somehow what started in feb 2019 uh as just usual symptoms uh then quickly spiraled into uh you know i diagnosing that she has a stage 4 breast cancer and we couldn't identify a lot of symptoms that were coming up earlier and it has spread to uh to her bones and it has metastasized uh, across her body um and unfortunately what happened is uh, she was somebody who was an extremely extremely independent individual who uh you know who used to literally be uh, the bread earner and used to run the family and suddenly she's on bed and she has a shock like this um till now she was very very positive uh what came as a shocker was because of the metastasis in bone uh physiologically she got a fracture without even a shock and that fracture was on the strongest bone of your body which is leg femur and she was bedridden um in june 2019 and post that it's it's a journey where she as a patient was going through a lot um she finally succumbed to it in november 20 uh but during this entire journey um i there were there were few things that i learned as a caregiver uh, one is that especially in chronic patients and i feel that is the case even when you have um, you know uh, mental uh, uh, mental health conditions as well i think what happens is the fight is of patient but at the same time you get heavily involved in it and you can't do much about it you can give them a lot of care you can be patient with them but at the same time the journey of healing is of the patient and now when like i get uh, directly indirectly involved on my family members get involved uh they realized we also go through exhaustion of our own kind and uh, i realized especially in our social construct um caregiver exhaustion or compassion fatigue is something that is not accepted or is not really acknowledged more than accepted it's not acknowledged and uh, which is where i started having these issues of whom to go to whom should i go and discuss this with um and at this point of time i'll actually thank caregiver sati because i used to feel that it is only me who is having this you know i am getting tired of constantly being a caregiver or constantly being patient with the patient um and when i went through some of these stories i realized no it's not the case i think everybody 
at one point or the other goes through it. Um, the importance is to share, to seek support, um, and you know, uh, distribute your workload in a way that you, you do get some breather and time for self. Um, somehow it so happens in, in Indian society, if you are a caregiver, if you're a family member, you are supposed to give 100% of yourself. And in that process, we, we, we stop loving our own selves. Our social support system also restricts. Um, I can't go at this age where I am. I, I felt that I couldn't go to my friends and talk to them about this grim subject. You know, Suddenly it will bring down the energy level of a room or a setting or a conversation. And a lot of times my friends would not know what to say in these kind of conditions. So, so my social support system also kind of uh, shrunk. And uh, at this point of time, I realized, you know, uh, speaking to a lot of people who have gone through this kind of journey really helps. Um, the, the journey is definitely difficult and nobody else apart from the patient and the family member go through it. Uh, but yeah, it, it is difficult and I think uh, it became more difficult when her cancer spread to her brain. Uh, like when she was physically not okay, she still had a lot of willpower and courage, my mother. Mm. Um, that, you know, I will get back. And she was a teacher who used to be motivating her students and she imbibed that motivation in her own self. Um, saying that, you know, I will go back to school. I'll go back to teaching. Teaching is my one good passion. And she really did that for a couple of days in between in 2020 during COVID time when there were online classes and she was super happy. But when the cancer spread to her brain is when you realize the journey becomes even more difficult because now you don't know what are her lucid moments and what are not. What is the point at which you are actually cutting across your message to her and where not? You do, you, as a caregiver, you stop even realizing what should I say and what I should not. That judgment is also lost when, when you have mind which gets involved in the, the ailment. And my heart goes out for people actually who deal with their family members who have mental health issues as well, because it, it is that much more difficult uh, to, to deal with this. Yeah. November 2020, it's just, it, it's so recent. And uh, I, I, as I listened to you, I was thinking about the time when um, nearly 21 years ago, I lost my dad. Uh, I don't think I could have articulated my experience and my journey as beautifully as you have. Uh, maybe, maybe Bhavna, you can share your thoughts around how did you deal with it? Because 20 years ago, I'm guessing you would be around the same age and stage that I am so yeah well yeah I think I was similar um a little a couple of years out of campus and uh, but I do think that um I want to compliment you for being able to have this conversation so soon and I want to you to know that um I think it is, it's incredible that you are able to articulate your experience and feelings. Um, 
I think I, um, for me, it was a little bit of a, you know, I think I numbed myself. I just wanted to get on with life. And it was so hard. I relate with the fact that, you know, I was on campus and uh, when my dad was unwell. And it just felt so difficult to connect with my friends and peers because they just wouldn't, they, with their best intentions, they wouldn't be able to understand. Um, and I think I didn't make much of an effort to help them understand either. I mean, I think I was quite secretive. Um, so I kind of held back a lot. Um, so in your being able to talk about it, at least even now, I think you are taking a big step. So that's and incredible. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll give it to you, Bhavna, that you, you are taking that step of, uh, you know, making us come and share our experiences. I can't thank you enough. And I think I've emphasized it multiple times, but I really can't thank you enough uh, on how some of these uh, stories really, really touch and tell you that, hey, it's okay. You, you'll sail through this with some spot and uh, you'll sail through this. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not you are the you are not the only one who's going through this because sometimes I sometimes I feel uh, you know at at some points of time even during the caregiving journey I used to feel why me you know why is it on me you start questioning that and you realize you're not the only one mm -hmm. while it's not a good thing to share but you also know that when you share you you kind of share your burden, your uh, emotions with others, and that makes it better. Yeah, no, it does, it does. Um, and I'm glad that you found some meaning through um, whether you heard stories here or you had access to, I'm sure many other platforms or opportunities to be able to learn from each other. Would you want to share with us um, and so many others who might be inspired and learn from you uh, maybe a critical uh, incident or a moment in your journey that when you look back on, you think was a turning point. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Mm, uh, see, honestly, I think, uh, I think every human being goes through that cycle of, you know, defiance and then you accept it and then you move on. Uh, I think I think every caregiver goes through that cycle in different ways. And uh, I also had a similar thought as I was sharing, you know, initially the thoughts used to be like, why me? I'm not ready for it. Um, I didn't sign up for this. These are the kind of emotions that come to you. And, and then there is an acceptance that nobody who goes through this sign up for this. Nobody wants to go through this. Um, but this is what the reality is, no matter how harsh. Um, and, and there's also a realization that your support system is very restricted to people whom you can go and try your heart out and say that, you know, it's getting too much for me. Uh, 
is very restricted but you got kind of start cherishing those people you start recognizing that these are these are your life lights um i think the critical point uh for for me during this journey was definitely uh, when covid hit and uh, we started realizing that we can't take my mom for uh, you know to, to the facility mental uh, hospital or the facility medical facility very frequently because she is a person with comorbidities and very high risk and her chemotherapy would her chemo and target therapy would require a lot of care so how do you really you know kind of adjust with this changed reality as if everything was not difficult to manage everything on bed for her there's suddenly this added uh, risk of covid and managing everything at home um that was one point where we realized that things are not going to be easy for anyone and uh, you you kind of share your uh, workload so like my sister was them i have an elder sister and i have my father we would share responsibilities amongst each other so that we don't get exhausted and we became resourceful in a way that we would go out find full time maid who would come during covid time and stay with us there's a risk of running that ensuring that there's a good nurse who can come and um, you know administer the target therapy to her um, and finding it was none of it was very easy uh, especially given that it was not a metro town um so that was one point and i think the second point that came was when the cancer actually spread to her my mother's brain and she started uh, started having conversations which were little unusual uh, and we we started realizing that no matter what we are trying to tell her if we say that you know try this it's not going to cut across her she is not really willing to do this so there would be some days when she is super active there would be days when she's she's extremely lethargic she's not wanting to do anything how do you deal with those things and that has made me one i mean dealing with those last 6 7 months really made me more empathetic towards uh towards patients and people who are taking care of this in general it increased my empathy towards anything in life uh because because that is when you start realizing that uh, how much important it is to speak with empathy to reach out with empathy uh to people who are going through difficult times and it could be in multiple format um, and it also increased my patience because that was like dealing with dealing with a kid she i mean she almost became a kid for me and my sister it was like dealing with a kid who who doesn't want to accept who is not mature enough to understand what we are talking about but is going through a lot uh, physiologically mm-hmm. uh, so so yeah uh, those were two turning points in in the journey uh, increase my patient increase my empathy um even at work space um i had a couple of my colleagues who were going through this and i realized to them i became so much more stronger support system because mm. i had a relatable experience to share with them yeah. you know we are both uh, not just from the same alma mater we are in the same profession So I have so many leads from what you've just said. So, what do you think? Um, you know, what would you have liked for your organization to do, or what would have felt like support from the organization, given you were going through what you were going through? Uh, 
so that's a that's a very beautiful point bhavna um i i worked in i've not worked in so many organizations but couple of organizations i had worked in and i could very clearly see the current organization where i was working during this tenure had really really supported me uh, by making exceptions which are not very not very usual so mm. in terms of flexibility when to work how to work from where to work um to you know during covid times ensuring that i am fully supported emotionally uh more emotionally uh, than physically or financially because i think everybody was going through a difficult time mm. uh and it is at that point of time i also realized uh how each aspect in life makes a huge difference mm. um so there was workplace uh where i felt there was a lot of financial stress across the company because of covid but that is when you have angels like it's a very small example uh but my landlord for example in bangalore i stay in bangalore and my hometown is in ahmedabad my landlord came and said you know what i'll forgo your rent till the time you come back wow and it suddenly took away my uh financial stress at a, at a great level because rent used to be a considerable part of my spending um similarly at workplace people would just come in and say hey you know what this is a big project that you are dealing this is a great presentation that you that you are supposed to uh, present to senior leaders and don't worry we we have taken care of it take take care of your mom first and we're not going to hold it against you uh even before covid if i'll say i want to work from home for 7 days or 10 days uh, they'll just go and say go ahead and do it do it in late in the night to work at late so those kind of flexible aspects make make a huge huge difference and i'm not saying that each organization will be able to sometimes these organizations have constraints uh but sure intent to support goes a long way and, and each colleague coming out and taking turns to check up on your health to see how you are doing makes a huge difference just just checking once in a while if you're doing okay how are you as a person and not just your mom who's the patient that makes yeah. a huge difference it does indeed um you know people who are the support system for caregivers or are the companions or the pillars of strength in our world are the caregiver sakis right yeah so um one of my deep desires is that organizations that are caring organizations and that want to respect their employees as whole human beings not just recognize how much performance an individual can deliver but recognize all the aspects of their employees and embrace the fact that some of them can be caregivers um and i am delighted to hear that not only did you have the openness to share at your workplace you also got the support um it was uh, it was actually very um, unique situation bhavna so i you know being in hr you also hear a lot of such stories about employees who come and make these requests and uh, and i saw that people around me in my own team were extremely empathetic towards these conditions and situations we had uh, we had experiences where a new joiner is there and within two months of joining the person has some uh, critical condition at home because of which they have to full time take care of their 
family members and we gave them 6 6 7 7 months of you know leaves even when they have joined when we even don't know whether they'll come back or not but we realized uh you know treating them as a person as you said as whole whole person an individual is far more important than treating them as just a resource who is working at your workplace that's so important and yes it is it is um and i think we need to recognize um and and i'm delighted to hear that because um in many cases and in many situations i have heard um that not only are individuals tentative about sharing uh, you know their caregiving responsibilities at the workplace uh, so are organizations because you know people in organizations or at least traditional uh, historically organizations would like to say you know i'm only interested in that part of you that brings the competence and the performance and the you know the productive part of you to work um but it's great if there are organizations that are caring and that offer you flexibility and uh uh support during this time of your journey if you look back on your uh <clears throat> journey and look at it um from some of the other people who were involved let's say your dad and your sister and yourself um how do you think you were all different oh we were we were very very different i think um so just to give you a little context i have a small nephew also is 7 years old right now and we were all staying under one roof uh we had kind of identified what we are good at uh so particularly i wasn't good at lot of telephone coordination and um you know ensuring integrities are in place i wasn't that person so much my sister was she was extremely good at coordinating 100 different things at the same time and she took on that responsibility and said you know what i'll take care of this i'll take care of ensuring physically all the resources are there with you um i said okay go amongst all of us i'll go and ensure that i take care of all the financial resources that we may need during this time and uh, together between me and my father we would take turns to go to hospital to attend to my mom and my sister would take care of the entire household along with her son um we also have uh, i also have my paternal grandmother with us who is pretty aged and she's above 80 so she also needs a specific set of uh care just due to the age and my sister would take care of all of this at the back end and at the front end with hospitals with medicines with doctors me and my father would ensure we are we are there and my father took on the responsibility of being emotionally there with her partner uh where some somewhere we felt that she was leaning on to him the most amongst all three of us so we ensured he's most available in terms of emotional support to her so we kind of figured out how how each one of us what we are good at what we can really do for a longer period of time and whenever required we'll chip in for one another um i i remember this one instance when we said that you know uh, in order for me to go and work we would require a full time caretaker uh who could at least ensure that somebody is there with the patient all the time uh 
and in the societal construct that we are suddenly my mom's first reaction at that point of time was you can't leave me you can't leave me and you're my daughter you're supposed to look after me and i said i am looking after you but in a different format than it is perceived by you so it took it took us some time to come out of the troll that an ideal daughter or son cannot manage both home and work and this and that you need support system um uh, and uh, and similarly like my sister would come and ensure that let's say a caregiver is coming she's trained she knows what to give to the caretaker caretaker we are taking care of the caretaker uh, themselves because they also go through the same level of exhaustion and we chip in wherever required so uh, so that's that's how we divided our roles and responsibility so that none of us really get bored in between we would we would also tell each other you know take a breather because it's becoming too much for you uh, father for example is also above 60 he's also a senior citizen so there's so much that he can do physically so we tell him you know rest easy your maximum support would be emotional support rather than physical support uh, so so that's how we divided our responsibilities and we are different individuals in terms of uh, dealing with her and i think also because of the roles that we were having in our lives in in her life rather uh, it, it changed as a partner my father was more expected to be her side um and she also leaned on him so much um from from our from, as daughters uh, she looked at uh, us like somebody who is independent she took a lot of pride in that in the fact that both of her daughters were independent and could take care of her yes. uh, that was that was a uh, yes, that was a peace or you know consolation or solace as you may call it during her last few days that my daughters took care of me took good care of me as much as they could in their capacity uh, so yeah that's how uh, that's how it has been for my family like this sochcast Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. You know, uh, it's a conversation that we can have for a very long time, and I'm going to be a little mindful of the time that we have. Um, I'd like you to do two things. One, how would you like to honor not just the memory of your mom? Let's take that first. Okay, it's very difficult to. Um, very difficult to summarize because uh, uh for me okay so here's the thing she shares her name with you so that makes it that more special this conversation becomes that more special uh so for me bhavna khanna was an individual in her son uh, and you see your mother as a person as an individual who is also working and evolving and is going through a lot and also you look at her as mother so when you differentiate these two things you start appreciating a lot as individual and mother both um for 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 me as mother she was somebody who was always there for us she was uh, the essential number one bread earner in our family and while being a bread earner she ensured she's there for her daughters dance classes karate classes swimming classes all the whims and fancies that we had when we were kids and also ensure that we study she'll she'll review our homeworks before she before we go to school once again next morning 
she was a superwoman she'll ensure that as a daughter in law she'll take care of her parents in law and her parents uh, so she was somebody who was striving to be a superwoman all this while and obviously that came with health consequences because she never gave time to her own self and that's where i moved to an individual i sometimes with what she did right and sometimes what wherever there were lags i learned a lot from her as an individual she always told me that you know i never cared about myself you ensure that you love yourself the most nobody comes before you uh, if you love yourself you'll be able to love others and she ensured that she give us those lessons very strong uh, she was a teacher by herself so inculcated a lot of a uh, lot of qualities in us as disciples you know as disciples of life so uh, it's I, i think there's never a good pa- uh, there's never a good time to uh, say bye nobody is ever ready to lose their parents and it's always difficult for everyone uh, but at the same time when i look back at it i also feel um she gave us as much as she could till the last moment as daughters and um, yeah that's that's how she was and your mother is always the special person in your life and uh, i think um uh, i think you are honoring her memory uh in so many ways um and living her legacy and uh if i were close to you i would give you a warm hug and uh give you lots of love um uh, is there something that you would like to tell other young caregivers for the longest time i didn't accept the fact that i was the caregiver i kept telling that my mother was the primary caregiver and i was like a distant <laughs> you know caregiver to a caregiver but i am delighted to see that you see yourself as a caregiver because that is a great step what would you tell some of the other younger caregivers uh okay so i think um it's very difficult to summarize everything uh but my top two pointers to all caregivers and especially the younger ones would be um as much as possible reach out and seek help uh, you may not find friendship necessarily at your age in your circle i found my friends who are quite older to me like i have friends who are 50 years old and age doesn't matter to us i reach out to them and we have become friends so reach out to people whom you feel will be able to guide you and support you and always seek help mm-hmm. um the second one would be uh in this social construct if you have a lot of baggage that you know as an ideal daughter as an ideal son as an ideal kid i'm supposed to do 10 things and as an individual if you're not able to do all 10 things don't be harsh on yourself yeah. uh, that's not going to help you or the person you are taking care of do as much as you can and seek support and i also realized uh taking counseling or therapy which is which is becoming better and normalized even now but uh, it's still a lot of people don't don't consider it to be uh, to be a good thing or are apprehensive of it i really feel therapy counseling reaching out to people 
who can guide you uh, through your emotions uh, is a very good step. So take that. Don't be hesitant and don't be hesitant of loving yourself, taking some time out for your own self because your sanity will, will ensure that the patient you are taking care of uh, also feels that, you know, it makes a huge difference to take a breather, to take time for yourself. I mean, you, you can't completely become a martyr for somebody. So, yeah. Smriti, as you were speaking, I was wishing that my younger self had your very wise advice when I was a caregiver so many years ago. I am very grateful and uh, very appreciative that while this is fairly raw and new and recent. Uh, you're here. That's um, it. About I'm, I'm glad that Bhavna, I have you and your team and, you know, indirectly and directly involved people, individuals with caregiver, because uh, I'm pretty sure the younger version of you didn't have that kind of support, but I do, so I'm, I'm the lucky one. All of this comes from this environment. Well, I'm speechless and <laughs> I'm so glad that we had this conversation and I hope that we will reach out to many others and your conversation will inspire many others to share their stories. We will probably have another longer conversation and uh, there's a big hug from this partner. Hug to you too. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I, I really hope uh, it reaches out to people who want to listen and helps them in indirect, direct ways. Yes, it, I'm sure it Thank you so much, Bhavna. Thank you. You have a lovely evening. You too. Bye-bye. If you can identify with this story, please share it with others who care for someone and help them share too. The feeling of being understood, not being alone, and access to support is what keeps caregivers going. What part of this story connected with you? Do you have a story to share? Do let us know.